Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Jay Uso rejects the Judgment Day, or perhaps the Jagement Day no, is no. no more. A couple of years, a couple of weeks now, I've given you a lot of props and you've deserved them because those puns were really good. Like you did a bit about Brian Danielson and that he's on his final countdown you've, and you've done very well. That one, I'd like you to apologize to the people immediately. The Jagement Day is no more. I am Luke Owen, D-A-D. I'm joined by your James, that James Stop here. it! <laughs> the Professor, <laughs> the Truth, Dan Layton. And welcome to the Rest of the Podcast review of Monday Night Raw. Please do press the subscribe button if this is your first time here. And give us a little thumbs up as well. Leave a comment down below if you're watching this on VOD. But if you are watching live, like so many cool people are currently, then get in your alpha chats to restock.com forward slash support because we'll read uh, we will be reading out every single one of them above the five us dollar amount i was doing so well you don't know any trip still over, trip over just one word right there um apologies that we went uh late slightly late today yes when went live a little bit late a little bit late just to try and make the show better for you well yeah it's, it's two reasons number one uh Producer Rich is, is monitoring our, our sound to make sure that it works fine. And number two, I was playing speedrunners on my lunch break and I forgot to set up the stream. Yes, that does happen. Yeah, so we came down here with about five minutes to go and that's when uh, Producer Rich came in to fix the audio. Yeah. So, oops. Anyway, well, we're live now and that's the main thing. And speaking of the main thing, on Monday Night Raw last night, the main thing driving that show was the culmination of this few week long storyline now of Will Jay Uso join the Judgment Day? Mm. Judgment Day have been trying to recruit Jay Uso since he moved over to Monday Night Raw. Uh, Finn Balor was doing lots of pleading with him last week, going, "Oi, come here to me," and this, <laughs> trying to like lure him in. Dom was saying, "Like, I know what it's like to be from a broken family." Yeah. Uh, Rhea Ripley, I think, was offering some sort of sexual favor. That's there was what, an insinuation. That's what Finn was insinuating last week, and on this show, Damian Priest was like, "Hey, look, some of the guys want to bring Jimmy in, but me." I've been backing for Jey Uso mm. to, to join the Judgment Day. Mm. But I need your answer by the end of the night. 
And we got that answer. We did. Which was a few super kicks to the face of the Judgment Day during a match between Jay Uso and Drew McIntyre. It was a veritable super kick party. It, well, and some might say. Yeah. And then he turned into a claymore and Drew McIntyre picked up the win. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was it was a very fine little main event. That was yep. a, a good main event. I really liked its finish, though, in yeah. terms of paying off the, the storyline they've been doing on the, for the past few weeks. Yes, I, I agree completely. Um, uh, it was a... There was a really, really good match on this show that kind of put a lot of the others into sort of... Uh, there's a word I came up with on Collision where I watched a routine. It's like I call it routine. There's a routine wrestling like match there. Standard does the job. This main event was kind of routine, and it was far more about the story that they were selling us on commentary. There was almost like action that was happening that was perfectly good action, really enjoyable, um, while we were thinking about the story, and they were really selling us this whole business about why Drew McIntyre in particular might not have any affection for Jey Uso. And, and uh, in hindsight, I've seen a clip that he posted to his Twitter. I don't know if you've seen this. Uh, so the theme of the Usos day one-ish is just the bit from SmackDown where they're absolutely battering Drew mm. with the chairs, with the stairs, where they really take him out and they put Roman on, on top of him, sat on him. It's kind of be like, this is what Jay did. Because I think so many years, so many months hence, especially now that Jay has turned on the bloodline, We've forgotten that it's not just that they cost them a match. They were very much Roman's lackeys doing things. So the, the people on the Raw roster have a very good reason to not want Jay around. I mean, Kevin Owens, at the start of this show, uh, said as much. You know, He and Sammy and Kay, uh, Cody had a segment, so an in-ring promo, where mm-hmm. he was like, look, are we all like just going to pretend that if it wasn't for Jay, Sammy would be the Universal Champion? If it wasn't for Jay, Cody should have won at WrestleMania? Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for Jay... I'd have beaten Roman like 15 times yeah. by now. Again, they and Drew's got the same grievances. Yeah. Matt Riddle, when he was on the show the, a couple of weeks back, had the so same grievances. Like Jay and Jimmy cost him matches as well. And what was really interesting about specifically Wade Barrett in this show was that they were he was they were doing two things at the same time. And this is why I think this main event was so satisfying, was that on the one side, they had the Jay, people mistrusting Jay, Jay being involved thing and whether or not he would join the Judgment Day, which we'll get to. And on the other side of this main event, they also had Wade explaining that one of the reasons that uh, Drew was so anti-Jay is that he cost him the title in front of a live crowd. So he won the live crowd and carried the belt during the pandemic, no people there, and then suddenly the people come back and and all the big stars come back in, the big stars um, come back and want to have their names chanted. So they'll, you know, they'll take the... Um, They'll take the credit and, and Drew gets nothing and, and Drew was supposed to have his moment. And I think we all believed, didn't we? Uh, lol, in particular. Yes, yeah, yeah. For, for those of you who don't know, I did, uh, did try and uh, use my jam in the jar to win at Clash of the Castle last year, predicting that Drew McIntyre would win. And he didn't. Because we all believed in the room that it was going to happen. Like, I think a lot of us thought this is a really big show, a big moment. When he hit that claymore. Yeah. Uh, before Solo debuted and Solo pulls the the referee or drew out of the ring. Yeah. I think we all thought that's it. Right. I know. And so um, it wasn't just a, just a trifling, like, retcon. It was a very real thing that he was saying. He cost him this massive moment in front of his hometown, home country crowd. Not really, though. Home, 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 home country. Home, home countries, country, crowd. Um, yes. Home nations. Home nations. Yeah, home yeah. nations, crowd. Um, point being, <laughs> these two things are happening in parallel. And I thought they were both really effective. So then when you do get the moment that Jay fully rejects the, the Judgment Day, and then the Judgment Day start doing the beatdown, Drew gets his win, Drew's leaving 
the building. And then he has that moment of, do I go and save him? It, it's the, uh, the the Jericho edge moment with uh, the Nexus. Refresh me. Oh, refresh, refresh me. Oh, I'll refresh you, Dan. <laughs> when <laughs> uh, when uh, Jericho and Edge were walking away from a Nexus beatdown just before SummerSlam 2010, mm. and then they sort of stop, and then one of them puts their hands on the other shoulder, and they look at each other and they go, yeah, and they run back to make the save. Right. Drew had that moment where he was sort of walking up the ramp, I don't need to get involved in this. I don't like Jey Uso. So him getting beaten down by Judgment Day is none of my business. If anything, I actually like this business. Mm. And But he stops. And the inner good of Drew McIntyre yes. was like, no, I should go back and save him. There was conflict on there his was, face. There was conflict. And I thought Drew sold that very yeah. well. But he didn't need to make a decision in the end because Cody Rhodes, the savior of America, ran down instead. And Homelander decided to get his oar in and, and he made the save. White meat, white meat babyface Cody Rhodes, who uh, who is so old school that he doesn't leave the building even though his match was on first. He waits till the main event is Wait, over. Oh, absolutely, yeah. He was probably watching the monitors. He Almost certainly. To give, give everyone their notes. Good. And then to give to give claps and shake everybody's hand before he leaves. Good old, good old Cody Rhodes. Well, you can rely on him. got to remember that he brought Jey Uso across to Raw. Yes. For the fans. For the fans. For the people. The people love him. The people want it. Yeah. People deserve second chances. Best in the world. There were a couple of those references. There were a couple. Through the course of the show. We'll get to were, it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, so so I thought the idea that he's standing there, and like you say, Drew selling it really well. A great, great performance from Drew. This idea that he might... Oh, he's a person getting beaten up, and I have my issues with the judgment day as well. Like, I shouldn't just let him get beaten up, but also he's a twat. I don't really want... Sorry, that's a bad word. Um, he just said it correctly. But there you go. Uh, so yeah... I really, really liked the segment and then that choice being taken out of his hand. He still didn't get involved. He still left Cody to, to left it, yeah. clear the ring. It's a nice little burn for Drew. Yes. Because uh, I've been really enjoying this this little slow heel turn yes. for him. I, yes. I've been very much enjoying it. Uh, the, and actually, as I said, I really enjoyed the, this, this Jay storyline. I think mm. yeah, the Jay storyline has been some of the best stuff that's been on Raw yeah. uh, for the past few weeks. A, a show that really has felt like it's been spinning its wheels for the mm. last couple of months. This has felt like you know a brand new face coming in has felt quite refreshing uh, to it. With that said, and uh, I, I apologize now as the, 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 the negative hat might be... I'll, I'll take off positive cap and put on negative hat if I may. I have got a real worry and i mean maybe you can look at this as i'm, I'm being negative here this is my my genuine concern we're leading to a war games match mm. of cody sammy kevin and jay versus the judgment day on paper that is a great idea because think of all of what you can play off with war games last year mm. with kevin sammy and jay yeah. like that is a genius and brilliant idea mm -hmm. if i do say so myself mm. and it makes sense you've got four of them you've got four lads on the judgment day you can do a four on four you including jd jd you can do a four on four war war games match for survivor series my issue and my worry with that is that it's two months two away months. and I have watched Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn do nothing on Raw since WrestleMania but have matches yeah. and segments with the Judgment Day. Moreover, I've seen Cody Rhodes have lots of matches with the Judgment Day. He took a slight sabbatical when he was feuding with Brock, but when he was not feuding with Brock for those like month and a half, he was feuding with the Judgment Day. Yeah. And then he's just been... And they had a match with Dom on this show. And I said to you a few weeks back, I've got a real worry. We're going to see a lot of Jay versus members of the bloodline uh, for the next few weeks, months. And the Judgment Day. Judgment Day. Sorry, yes. We're, there. we're going to basically watch Jay versus Finn. Yeah. Jay versus Priest. Yeah. Jay tagging with 
Sammy to take on Finn and Priest yeah. and and Dom and and this and the other. And I really, I really feel like we're going to get a lot more of Kevin and Sammy versus the Judgment Day. And I and I've had my fill of it. Now. I think that's fair because because as we have we've done we've done the data we've done the research and we've shown how often this has happened over the past. And guess what? They already announced it for next week. There you go. So because it's, it's Kevin and Sammy versus the Judgment Day for next week. So I, I'm not barking up a mad. Trend. You aren't. You aren't at all. And I think you're probably right because my my instinct is that it goes there as well. I will, however, um, just present to you a a an alternative. If if Mrs O is watching, apologies. Worldview um, for you. Where <laughs> she might be watching. I'm always <laughs> I'm aware of myself when I say this. And I and I and I'm very like I hate that I've become that Ollie's just got on a plane for a holiday. So I'm some I've sat in his chair and something about that chair, maybe the position of it latitudinally and longitudinally, has affected my brain. Longitudinal, dude. What's that? That's a reference to a Christmas special we did uh, a few years back during lockdown. I wasn't there. No, you weren't there. Alas. You should watch it. That was really good. Well, I will, so that I can understand that one reference. Um, So yes, apologies for, I I can hear myself and I know what I'm doing and the collective groan that I'm going to hear from everybody watching and joining us on the chat. But imagine, if you will, Mm. a War Games match at Survivor Series. Yes, I can. With yes. Let's say say all four, including JD McDonough, members of the Judgment Day. Mm Mm-hmm. And Jimmy Uso. Oh, so a five on five. Against Cody, Sammy and Kevin, Jay. So you've got your Jimmy and Jay clash there, which you can then use as a way to build towards their WrestleMania contest that we all believe is going to happen without having to actually do that program yet. Because we have had on SmackDown, by virtue of them having the belts, they can be on both brands. Well, Judgment Day being involved. And as you said, JD, uh, what's his face? Damien Priest was like, uh, I was mates with Jimmy. You know, they've got the back and forth of favors, whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe if JD's McDon- JD McDonough isn't there, you have Solo in the match as well. That leaves a fifth spot open in the, uh, in the, in the good guys team. And the show is taking place in Chicago. And uh, we've had a few s- second chance best in the worlds. What if CM Punk comes back to join the good guys team to take on that War Games match? Does that make you want to see it any more or any less? It's on paper... Yes, there you go. It absolutely does. Punk going back to WWE, I think, sounds like wonderful chaos. Yeah, that's what I'm talking and, and about. I, and I often live for the chaos, especially so. because if we if we if we have to now, you live for the chaos. I live for the chaos. We have to sit through two months of the same Judgment Day, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens thing. Is that worth the Chicago pop chaos? yes and no right uh i will yes and no you on that one because yes it absolutely is worth it because punk back at survivor series like we're in pure fancy booking territory cm punk because that's the, my only impression the more likelihood is it's four on four yeah right no <laughs> yo, sure sure but if we're going into your worldview and your big fantasy <laughs> booking is it worth it yes but that's only like once i get there right it will be like, oh, that journey, that eight-hour drive probably was worth it in the end because yeah. I'm looking at a very pretty lake. <laughs> right, yeah. But that does not negate that I had to go through eight hours of, <laughs> of traffic jams to get to said lake. That's a really good analogy, yeah. That's because, very true. Because it's the... Uh, Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks is one of the best WrestleMania main oh, events of all time. Crippening. I can go back and watch that match and it is pure magic. Yeah. That does not stop that I had to go through eight weeks of bad TV to get yeah. there. Yeah. Like, there was still eight wasted weeks of my life mm. watching bad storylines being done on television yeah i'm just saying and obviously we don't know this for, for certain i i have i've had my fill 
of Judgment Day versus Owens and Zayn or combinations thereof. This is this. I, th- I completely agree with you because it happened at the start of the show again. And I was like, oh, more. Okay. And then they come and make the save. Okay. And, and I think about when we're doing the lists and when we're doing all the other things. And I was talking about how this is the most mid time of the year. Like we just got payback is out of the way. Fast lanes on the way. Fast lanes in like two weeks. Fast lanes in two weeks. And can you, aside from Rollins and Nakamura, Gunther Champa probably will be on there. Maybe. Um, uh, EO and Asuka. I know that's next week on SmackDown, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know. That's what I mean. It's like, as a paper, it's in two weeks time. I don't know. That, I this don't is the know point. what direction we're headed. They don't, really bother at this time because remember last year like there was that that great run of triple h just had a number of good uh pay-per-views i think you can't take that away from him uh, in his He's time as way head of, more good than he has had bad one of the bad was was the october pay-per-view it was extreme rules and i remember watching it and being like am i wrong or is this crap and like <laughs> Pete, Pete replied oh it isn't just you yeah. and i was like there you go okay fine so it was a it was something we were really excited about in large part because we had the bray wyatt tease um but also yeah, that was one of the examples of it just being a bit mid. And then there was the Logan Paul thing, which was a nice diversion, I suppose. But um, generally speaking, one one. Yeah, we just right. we feel like we're on a little bit of we're on pause until the Saudi show. And the same thing November. happened from from November through to the beginning of the Royal Rumble. Like this, this, this. Yeah, that's true. Is we, the taint of the year for a reason? Because we were like, oh man, can you imagine what a Triple H booked TV show's going to be? He's got two months to book a Royal Rumble, and what he did was wait till the last three weeks to, yeah. to book a Royal Rumble. Show, yeah, which meant we just had, you know, eight seven weeks of nothing mm. telly and we talk about it in terms of like the the main events and the and the the card will be great so just be happy with it kind of thing and it's like sure um and at the very least they they do they do put things in places even if it is a thing that i've seen already like i i say this as a person who finishes friends and goes back to watch friends again but that's 10 years worth of friends there's a bit of difference between each season you want to enjoy that uh rachel joey dynamic i skip past that bit come on outrageous a fun few episodes that no they 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 made rachel stupid to match joey and that was a absolute portrayal of that character i disagree nope i mean this is a topic for another podcast (laughs) when you and i I don't understand we do this every week (laughs) you and i talk start friends talk (laughs) happily I would I absolutely would. And then we can do Frasier talk. Oh, is the spin-up? That's the Patreon exclusive. Every series. well, we we finish friends. We do Frasier. Then we can do Will and Grace. Uh, point being, there's load like it, it, there's it, we, people watch things over and over again. Should we do right? that as a poll? <laughs> was Rachel and Joey actually good? Sure. Well, it was it, bad. Mont, Mont, mother, if you can hear it, <laughs> can we do? Um, we need to get the crucial data here. Was Rachel and Joey actually good? Yes or no? Um, the answer is objectively no No, however it's objectively yes that's not true but point being um people watch things over and over again it's just different when we're watching this for what would be by the time we get to to end of november survivor series about six months april may june july august september october november well that's upsetting isn't it (laughs) goodness gracious you could hatch a baby in that time um so yeah i like the i like I like well, the yeah, War Games match. I just don't want to watch it. Well, that, it, okay. Till then. Yeah. I, I like this. Good, the poll is This up. is absolute nonsense. I like this Jey Uso storyline. I feel like Jay has actually kind of... Jay feels like he's in... Has brought something new to Rob because he's a new face. And there's mm. like a bunch of new people. Jay versus Drew is the main event of the show. It was like, that's a big thumbs up yeah, for me. Because that, that, that's a new main event for this show. So that's a big old thumbs up for me. Becky with the NXT Women's Championship. Ooh. Not a great start for us on this episode of Raw, but we'll get we'll to get that. There. But it's still... It's but a, fresh. It, it's fresh and it's a thumbs up from me. 
but there is just this sort of oppressive sammy ko and judgment day thing there's just like even though jay is a new face within the storyline i don't need to see sam if it have if sammy and kev had done some a different feud after mania i think i would have been much more fine with this yeah but they just feuded with the bloodline again mm -hmm. for backlash yeah. when roman wasn't there and they were just like let's just do wrestlemania and, and then night of champions and then it was night of champions they were with the bloodline there as well but then since the bloodline all they've done is feud with the Judgment Day. And it has been months and months and months. And we go back to that Cody Brock thing. I like the Cody Brock matches. I particularly like their SummerSlam match. Mm. And I liked the finale of their story. Mm. But that does not negate that we had to watch four months of those two do absolutely nothing yeah. on telly. And when I say nothing, the same angle every couple of weeks. Unless we've been naive as anything and actually the writers have been on strike this whole time and so Triple H just did not do that again, do that again because yeah. we haven't got any people in to actually give us some storylines. So, um, But it, it does beg the question, what are you doing week to week coming yeah. up with things when you just do this all the time? Yeah. And, and to, to be clear, I'm putting over this story because I think I we both really like, really like it. the direction that Jay has brought to it. Mm -hmm. Really like especially like the fact that Judgment Day haven't been negging him. They've just kind of allowed it. They've, they've sort of tried to appeal to him kind of thing like that very much. It just is, if I have to hear Cody Rhodes' music and then Sami Zayn's music, also, again. Is it just me or have they dropped that trade storyline? They, I did think about that. I did think that they've dropped the trade storyline. Or they maybe... They haven't mentioned it for two weeks now. No, and uh, and this one, apparently, the, apparently there were changes to this episode overall as well. So that all of that business of Vince's last week in charge are way out the window. But also possible that they're just putting it on pause for a bit and then in the end it's like cody banked the trade or i think it happens i, I three counts going to be uh, released to the end of this week mm. um i recorded it today I, I think it's gonna happen in december i think he'll do the war games thing and then we'll announce or maybe in january but by january you might as well just win the royal rumble again and then you can <laughs> challenge for whatever you want well maybe In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Anyway, let's get into your ultra chats. Sorry. Alpha. alpha chat about this episode of monday night raw while you all vote in our very important poll uh, which is not looking very good in my favor currently because <laughs> it was stupid storyline um but val of mamadipudi kicks us off here he's been a member for 28 months in a row can you believe who just says are we really going to do the judgment day versus team can't beat roman in war games yeah <laughs> i mean it kind of is that although they all could have beaten roman is the thing like you are right they could they didn't beat roman ultimately that's what matters but Every single one of them had a visual pin. Everyone, every single one of them was nearly there. And that's the crucial point. They could have. Even Jay was ultimately betrayed from beating Roman. Yeah. So I think that's an... Ugh, I can't help it. That's interesting. We can talk about that in the writer's room. Whatever. But yes, yeah. Speedy here says, Wade Barrett did a good job on commentary explaining how both Jay and Jimmy are both alone for the first time, which is why Jimmy ran back to the bloodline when he realized nobody respects or likes him. Meanwhile, Jay is standing on his own two feet. Yeah, Wade, Wade Barrett did a really good job this week of, did, of selling the story. I have mo- I've got one issue with, with Wade Go Barrett, ahead. which is that everyone is the best something. Oh, Ricochet is the greatest high flyer of all time. So on this show, during Bronson Reed's match, he was just like, I, I don't think there's anyone on this roster that is as big as this man or is as agile as this man. I'm like, did you, you watched 20 the, minutes ago. the Ivar match that happened yeah. not an hour earlier in the I thought broadcast. that too, yeah. But it, he had the same problem with Raquel Gonzalez. He was like, I don't think there's anyone in that locker room that can match the power of Raquel Gonzalez. And, and, and it's like, I was like, about Rhea Ripley, the world's champion. Like, well, apart from Rhea Ripley, of course. Oh, Nia Jax is here now. Yeah, Nia Jax. Oh, I don't know if there's anyone who can match the sheer brutality <laughs> of Nia Jax in that ring. Yeah, I, I, that, is a, that is a fair charge against Wade Barrett. We were having this conversation upstairs about what makes a good commentator and what doesn't. Um, and, and a large part of it. Uh, so I, uh, pulling back the behind the scenes a little bit, I was watching a match for a, a certain friend of mine's project and um, the, the commentators, I didn't, I could, I didn't know. On company time? Um, friend of mine being Mark Marcus, and thank you very much oh, on company time. <laughs> I'm trying to keep Hayfabe alive over here. Sorry, come on. Um, and it was the um, it was it was a match where it was a championship match, and halfway through the match, I didn't know who the champion was because the commentators weren't doing a good enough job. I thought. Mm. Um, and then we were having the conversation about what makes you good, and it's the tone of voice, it's the selling it. Watching a couple of uh, No Mercy matches for the list last week, I was realizing at peak JR. The, the rise and fall, the storytelling that he was able to do was so was so incredible. Excalibur, I think, does a fantastic job. Kevin Kelly. Nigel McGuinness on Collision this week played a blinder, absolutely having the time of his life. Um, he's my favorite color commentator. He, he's doing really well. I think that's a fair criticism of Wade Barrett, but I, I really do think Wade did a fantastic job in the main event, so I want to put them over. And Oh my God, at least it ain't KP. God well, love yeah, KP. Uh, yeah, smiling politely, K- yeah. Kevin Patrick. I, I think Wade and Cole are very good. I think Wade has got a bit of a, an uphill struggle in his hand because he is commentating with a sound 
soundboard and <laughs> just to lean over and just press this very best high flyer in the world former wwe champion <laughs> the greatest of all time um we're gonna get into actually i'm gonna read a couple more uh chats ben vlerick here says raw is red smackdown is blue zane and owens will never stop feeling with a judgment day and it seems cody too it isn't going to war games is it which is another two to three months away apparently can't cody can't finish any stories indeed wwe stories don't end well that's what triple h said wasn't it, it, it was, like, yeah. stories that they, they don't finish they it don't they, which is factually incorrect but um okay Andy Madrid here says Mania 20 uh, main evented with a triple threat with two close people and an outsider. Mania 30 was a main event with two close people and an outsider. Mania 40 could be two close people and an outsider. Roman, Rock and Cody. It's like poetry. It rhymes, said George Lucas. I'd never thought of that. I also don't think they have. Um, no, that is that is a happy accident. But, but well spotted. Like that, well, good for you. But I... I don't think I want to see a Roman Rock Cody triple threat. No, I, I don't they, mind. They, that is up to them to change my mind, though, and I think they can That's true. do. But I, if you were to give me two options, do I want to see... Or three options. Do I want to see Roman Rock? Do I want to see Roman Cody? Do I want to see a triple threat? I'm picking Roman Cody, because that's the story you started. Like, I don't, want, I don't want to Game of Thrones this. Right. How dare you, first of all. New poll. Was the Game of Thrones ending good? Um, no. Uh, I think I might win that one. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I said that if I want to see Roman Rocket Mania, I, I want, I'll happily watch it because I'm not stupid. But um, I don't want the title anywhere near it. Yeah. Like, you'd have to, for me, it's like, okay, take the title off Roman. Mm. And where do you do it? Yeah. My head, Cody, Cody wins it in Chicago because uh, he's, he's or, or, or Royal Rumble if you want that big stadium feel. But keep the belt away from the rock. Uh, right, we're going to get into the main show itself. But before we do, we're just going to give a quick shout out. We've got a guest in the room we do. today. We uh, do. An exam invigilator. Yeah. <laughs> New starter has joined us today. Ben, do you want to just come over here and just say hello to the fine people? Everyone, everyone, this is Ben. Hi, fine people. Ben, you might want to come in a little bit more. I'll scoot in. Yeah, just say hello. Hi, everyone. Ben, what do you do? Uh, I am a production coordinator, so I... Into the microphone if you want to mind. I coordinate production. Obviously, I don't host. <laughs> the, uh, they're not knowing what to do. Um, yeah, I coordinate production, I send emails, uh, and all that jazz. Ben, everyone. Ben, uh, what's, what's your one wrestling fact? Uh, I know that in uh, 1998, uh, Undertaker threw Mankind off of Hell in a Cell, and he fell 16 feet into mm -hmm. the announcer's table. He did. Uh, what do you make of the Rachel-Joey storyline from Friends? Oh, man, like... <laughs> Wasn't necessary. Thank you. Wasn't necessary. Right. If they had done it maybe two seasons earlier, it might have been better. No, right, Ben, you're fine. Get out of here. Oh, Thank us, you, Ben. Way to piss us both off. <laughs> <laughs> ben, everyone. Ben. Someone said it's like Luke, but with hair. Um, <laughs> I will take. Ben's a, Ben's a handsome man. Anyway, we're going to kick things off uh, like this show did with Cody Rhodes burying Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> he absolutely um, did do that. So Cody was going to cut his promo beforehand, seemingly to go off what he was going to say last week before Dominic interrupted. Dominic came out to talk about Jay Uso again. Cody kind of insinuated into that uh, Rhea Ripley's going to break up with Dominic Mysterio. Let's not go down that path. They're too good of a pairing together. And uh, then they had a match and Cody just won. Yeah, yeah. Two minutes and ten seconds. Yeah. Dominic Mysterio was then later uh, advertised for a big North American championship match for the next week's show against Dragon Lee. 
It's Cody Rose, isn't it? I don't well, care. Here's the thing. I said this in the Edison review. I know some people will got like a really upset about this because really? well yeah well it's a burial of the north american title it's not a great way to promote it's the dominic match. mysteria but like i and uh, those two points are correct this does nothing for the north american championship this does nothing for their championship match next week this very much makes it look like a well low secondary belt that no one needs to care about mm. however dominic's gimmick is he's a joke yeah and dominic's gimmick is he's not very good cody's gimmick is that he is a star that wins all of the time yeah. so of course he's going to win in two minutes you could i would say you should matthew broderick's war games this the only answer is to not play and what? you never see war games oh, i i think i'm really confused so war games was a 1983 movie with matthew broderick okay no i haven't seen and it. he's like a computer like hacker right or like coder and programmer and stuff gotcha. uh, in, in school and he comes up with this brilliant uh, like system to play chess, uh, to play chess against. Yeah. But it sort of gets into, and it basically starts playing actual world war based on right. like, chess and stuff. And it's going to end, spoilers for the movie if you haven't seen it, you should go see it though, it's awesome. And uh, they're going to launch all of these missiles and stuff. Matthew Broderick's brilliant realization is, I need to show that the next move that this computer needs to take is to not play. Right. And so the, okay. the computer's like, the only i think it's the only solution is to not play and then they, they, they all the nukes don't go off and he's like would you like to play another game and it's you know yuck 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 it's a brilliant movie i uh, i just had an image of matthew broderick in a war games match i got very <laughs> confused for a second that makes more sense yeah so you know the answer here basically what i was getting to the answer here is don't book this match right like if you were going to advertise that you're doing a north american championship match between dominic mysterio and and dragon lee on next week's show maybe don't book uh cody rose versus dominic mysterio we have to have cody win in two minutes i assume jd mcdonough uh was not there because you could have just was, done that instead he was there right okay so you could have done that he instead. was internally listed according to five four select he was listed to be at ringside for all of the judgment day segments oh and then he just wasn't because he was locked in the loo or or it's a vince thing because lest we forget the reason why the judgment day and jd storyline was stopped for so long yeah. is because vince came back and yeah. vince clearly didn't want to do that because the second that vince went away like when he went for his surgery and stuff the judgment day and jd oh, yeah, storyline right. picked right back up yeah and so i think you know maybe i'm doing some red string connecting yeah here, but yeah vince comes back and all of a sudden jd's taken off tv not no um that's all of that said which is all very true um it's dominic mysterio it, it's the, the, the he had no one to back him up mm -hmm. and he lost and also i'm sorry i, re I suppose he did have people to back him up because judgment they were at ringside i really get off on people doing a pin and staring at someone at ringside that really does it for me like cody with his hooks the legs staring at, at damian priest being like yeah come and try it that I loved it as yeah. a visual. It's Cody. He wins everything. Uh, this did no favors for Dominic Mysterio, though. Um, or Dragon Lee, who was shown at ringside. Um, that's when we had the segment with Owens and Cody and Sammy, where Owens was basically asking Cody for, like, why? why yeah. Why, why did you do this? And uh, Cody explained that he does things for the fans. Because he's a man of people. He's a man of the people. Man of the people. I really like this segment. Me I too. also really like the fact that it happened. Uh, they were, Cody was leaving, and Sammy was like, uh, Kevin was like, we, we need to have a conversation, and then they cut to break, and I was about to be like, "That's weird." They've just been standing there, and Co if if it's me, that's like an unopened voice note. Like your friend has sent you a voice note, and you instantly go into anxiety mode. You're like, "This voice note could be anything," and I was imagining them waiting for the entire 
um, ad break to have the conversation. So then when Kevin Owens, who's the only one who's aware that they're in a television show, they're, they're in a simulation, was able to be like, now that everybody can hear us because we're back on the air. And I thought the segment was really, really well done. I thought Kevin was great in this. Yeah. Cody was great. Sammy kind of being the, the peacemaker between the two of them um, points out to, to Kevin, is like, look, dude, you've had a lot of second chances. Yep. And if you weren't given those second chances, we wouldn't have main evented WrestleMania and won the tag titles. Mm. And I thought it was a, a very good argument made by Sammy. Yeah. And Kevin ended not by saying, you're right, you convinced me. It was It's good to have him here. It was just like, I don't trust him, but I do trust you, and I do trust you. And we'll leave it at that. Yeah. Really, I thought it was good. really good, because that also, in theory, should build to a very nice War Games match in November. End of November. <laughs> <laughs> Two months time. I think the, the, the it was the subtlety of it. They, were, they, they weren't doing a big point and shout promo. They just were like having a conversation in the ring. And I really liked it. Really I liked good. it a lot. Uh, we got a recap of Nia Jax's return. And then. Yeah. Apropos of nothing. Yeah. Kofi Kingston and Ivar decided to have the best Raw match of 2023. So what happened was, somebody played a power card, and it meant that Eric was not available for the show. So there was originally going to be like, apparently, I, d- I didn't see this reported, was this actually reported? I think it was announced ahead of time, like over the weekend, or it might have been on Monday, yeah. that it's going to be a two out of three falls match between the New Day and the Viking Raiders, because they're both one apiece. Yeah. Because wins and losses don't matter. Yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, they were going to do a two out of three falls match, and then Eric couldn't get cleared, so instead they did Ivar versus Ur member of the new day which was kofi kingston because he won a game of rock paper scissors yeah and uh, yeah they just went all right let's have a banger go on then i mean you say power cards like you know they played a power card that meant that eric was unavailable for this week but that gm then played their power card which is this random match will be a five yeah yeah Yeah, exactly yeah it was a double power card match and it was it's a giant versus a cruiser yeah hey there you go it's it's and they're already in a a rivalry like this absolutely worked a treat yeah it really did and i okay i i did a bit in the news today in my my edited review but that bit was not me exaggerating they put up so they put up this graphic it's ivar versus kofi kingston it's the second match on the show i literally thought right well this is a filler thing because we're not having the tag match we're supposed to have that'll happen next week instead this is literally just filler tv Mm. because a segment was booked and now they need to book something else instead all right taking my notes don't need to pay too much attention to this one. And then Ivar did that splash to the outside. Yeah. And I was like, oh, mm. didn't need to be doing that, mate. You, know, you don't need to be doing that in this level of filler match. Okay, you know, take that as a note. And then they just kept on going. And they just told this awesome, awesome story of Kofi not giving up, knocking mm. out. At one point, when Ivar did his moonsault, because uh, he goes up to do this splash and Valhalla on the outside says, no, do something more. And he goes up to do a moonsault instead. And I thought, okay, well, this is where Kofi moves out of the way. No, he hit this ex- exceptional moonsault and splats Kofi Kingston. I thought a skeleton was going to shoot out of his mouth. <laughs> and Kofi kicks out. And Wade Barrett, I think it was at this point, went, how dare he kick out? Right, right. <laughs> and they just kept going. And they were just doing these awesome moves, incredible near falls. And the crowd, who did start in this match being like, yeah, you know, two guys, I like both these guys, this will be fun. Oh, that splash the outside was good. And the more they went on, the more this crowd got rabid and rabid and rabid. And they were on fire by the end of this. This match was so much better than it ever needed to be. And Kofi won with a desperation trouble in paradise for the win. Yeah. It was 
awesome. I mean, to your point, look at my notes. They are exactly the same as yours. I, I go like, somebody played a power card, don't really make any notes. Seeing a large man fly is always a sight, which is the splash. And then things start picking up, and by the end of it, I'm like, talk about lemon out of lemonade. Like, it's, it's, it's taking a routine match and making it really like oh, so they did something but they just went well we could we don't have to do a routine tv match we'll just do a really good match and the thing about the crowd we're like a microcosm of the crowd themselves they were kind of like there and then they were hot for it like that's what i mean i don't mean just in general mm. you pulled you pulled your well face mm. i know that face it scares me <laughs> um no but the crowd weren't really there for it like or they or rather they were just like okay we'll yeah, watch they were this fine. They were like yeah and right. then by the time it be nice pulls off that moonsault the crowd are really into it Probably because they thought this will go two and a half minutes exactly that's what i'm saying so like all of us had this exact same thought and then collectively we were proven wrong God, it was so great and it was such a good match i think part of the reason it was such a good match was because the moves themselves were really crisp they were like video game deliveries the sos that um yeah that Kofi delivered on, on Ivar was was a really, really crisp, clean SOS. The double underhook powerbomb was like something out of a video game. It was like so, yeah. so easy. Sorry, there's someone there who's just like, this was not a giant versus cruiser. It was a cruiser versus an even bigger cruiser. <laughs> like, it kind of was. Like, But this is... So to the... Uh, there's a, there's a slight ding and it's not their fault here. This is an aging team thing. But slightly later on in the show, we had Bronson Reed. Um, and I the whole time I'm watching Bronson Reed, I'm like, oh, I wish I was watching Ivar again. I and I never thought I'd say those I words. No, I felt really... because they were, yeah, it was And Bronson I like Reed the War Raiders. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I, it's kind of, Sean Ross Sapp on uh, the Fightful post show was like, it just felt like the producers went, ah, just go and do whatever you want. Yeah. Like, I was like, I'm not actually going to give you any notes for this match. Just do whatever the hell you want out there. So like, all right, we'll just go out there and just have the both the best match of the show. And it, and it was, it and was, it, was it, it killed the next match. This is it. It was, it was, it was fantastic. I really, really liked it. Props to both of them. Um, yeah. Also the other thing of like, I kept thinking during it, I'm like, Ivar gets a win here. He's got a pin over a former WWE champion. It's like, sometimes you forget Kofi was the champion for a, a long old run but there. Until Soundboard Cole comes in. Former WWE <laughs> champion. <laughs> That's very true. Um, but yeah, just uh, high, high props to them both. Brilliant match. Yeah, absolutely awesome. Uh, we got a recap of, speaking of less awesome, uh, a recap of Seth and Nakamura from the past few weeks and Ricochet cutting a promo. His gimmick is he is the highlight of the night mm. it rhymes yeah but it's i just watched kofi and ivar and i feel like that was my highlight of the <laughs> night and I'll, I'll be honest with you rick it sure weren't your match um <sighs> he then said and I, i'm gonna i'm gonna pick you up on this me no not you, rick rick I'm, I'm addressing him directly he called himself a cheat code and tonight is game over if, not if, my area of expertise i'll just go over here if, if your cheat code leads to a game over that's a bad cheat code <laughs> <laughs> cheat codes are supposed to help you win the game even i know that um yeah it led to shinsuke nakamura versus ricochet and rollins came out before ricochet made his entrance so weird production adam pierce tried to break things up security kind of broke the, the, this up and that and i then they had this match of nakamura and ricochet and i was like you know, the crowd are popping for the spots that they're doing. Like, you know, sliding German. Oh, Ricochet does a flip. Oh. But look how much this crowd went into two lads from the tag division yeah. going into a match with no stakes compared to this match that has a guy that was feuding with Logan Paul not two months mm -hmm. ago and a, the supposed biggest number one challenger, contender. the number one contender of the World Heavyweight Championship. And the crowd went, eh, 
and it's actually frustrating because I think this is the best of the angles that they've done between Nakamura and Rollins. Yeah. I actually really liked what they did here. But this feud is so ice cold mm. that even a really good angle like this is it's it's taking a lighter to a frozen lake. Mm. Like you you are not thawing this. Just let him go. You know, let let him wrestle. Don't deliver a TV match. Like and it ended at a DQ as well for him. Okay, so here's my thing with this one. First of all, I was like, oh, he's got a spooky entrance for Halloween season. He's got all the, like, the, the mist, and then he's got his, uh, mm. his big old spooky coat. Uh, Cole keeps on going on about how he's got new gear. I say he's got the same gear with a slightly different color palette. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's black and yellow now. That makes absolutely no it's, difference. He's a me. baddie. Well, it was black and red, wasn't it? Yeah. So now it's black and yellow. Well, yellow's an evil color. Ah, right. You seen, you seen the minions? No. quite like the minions. Um, you that's, basic bitch. Are the minions actually good? <laughs> um, so the, the, these are the most Dan. Okay, I'm going to enter a period that I'm just going to call Dan is Dan and can't be anyone but Dan. As I read my notes to you, Seth look was fire. He was wearing a deep V. You know me. Um, and then this was. Do you know about Jack Warner from the Warner Brothers? Oh, of the studio. Of, of, you know, and their sister Dot sure probably yeah he used to define he would like when he was watching the output of the studio he would define it as like a two piss picture which mm -hmm. was that if i go to the bathroom twice that's not a good movie yeah during this match i started well, I, checking I, Twitter. Like, I think you need to go to the doctors if you're taking two two pisses in it you know i mean back in it's those just days, an excuse to do something else 90 minute movies mate just get out it's yeah. boring i'll go do something else in this one i was watching the football it's like how long is it before i get my phone out how long is it before i do something else i was reading football news while this match was going on because i knew I knew it wasn't going to pop. I knew it wasn't going to turn into anything. And literally, as, as we've been saying, the match before is evidence that when you can, you, you can turn it on in a big way. Um, and then in the film Monster-in-Law, J-Lo slaps Jane Fonda. And then she apologizes for slapping Jane Fonda. So Jane Fonda slaps her back and says, you don't slap somebody that apologize. And then they have a slap fight. That happened in here, which Ricochet hit Nax with a chair and then the ref's like, you're disqualified. It's like, what am I disqualified for? And then he doesn't carry on hitting him with a chair. Like, he just bashed him with a chair once. Keep going. Do so Make it count. Well, yeah, because what happened, like, the story of this match they were putting over on commentary is that Nakamura had no interest in winning the match. Mm. He just wanted to punish Ricochet. Why? I don't know. But he, they, that's what they kept telling me on commentary. And then he baited Ricochet into getting himself DQ'd. So Ricochet, like a div, gets himself DQ'd, then runs back into the ring. And his defense was, well, he was going to hit me with a chair first. So I, I hit him with it. It's a bad defense, Rick. There's no teeth to this character, Ricochet. No. And then Seth Rollins ran down. They brawled some more because uh, Nakamura was beating up uh, Ricochet with a chair. And Rollins and Nakamura brawled for a bit. He got backdropped onto a chair, did Rollins, and then he got thrown into the announcer's table. As I said, I thought the Nakamura, like the presentation of Nakamura, particularly in this post beatdown, when he was going away and he, he grabbed someone's sign, it was a big Seth yes. head, and he put it over his head and started doing the, the Seth Rollins. I was like, no, you're cool. You are a cool character. I, I'll disagree with you. I think his entrance gear, which is very like Japanese. and Oh, no, I like that. Yeah, it's, like, it's all great. I think the presentation is good. Yeah. The video promos that he's been doing are so great. Yeah, I love that. 
but there's something about this feud that just is not clicking and I get the feeling it's Seth Rollins yeah and he, he's a boring world champion yeah he's, I, a, he's a boring baby face he is a boring baby he's face. a boring baby face like and, there's, and and this is what happened to him when he won the universal title yeah white hot going into winning that belt and beating Brock Lesnar the second he won that belt became an unlikable guy mm. there was a boring world champion having bad matches with baron corbin and then and then embarrassing himself with the fiend i just think about his run in 2022 uh, yeah 2022 where he um comes out wearing the shield gear or he has a, his feud with cody and he wears dusty's gear and like he was just a horrible little heel man and it was like brilliant he was yeah. he, seth rollins is really good something about having a belt around his waist makes seth rollins really not that good yeah it's weird it is because it's not it's not it's 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 almost like we're being gaslit by what we're seeing because seth rollins is really good yeah. so why is seth rollins not good <laughs> do you know why it doesn't but make this, any sense i do think this is the best angle that they have done in this feud yeah. so far it's just unfortunately this feud is now two months Toothless. old Toothless. and it, it's struggling a little bit uh rollins was struggling to walk backstage as they went into a uh trainer's room and we then got um uh, what do we have next sorry my notes Chelsea Chelsea, Chelsea Green Chelsea Green and Piper Niven Chelsea did some comedy about them being friends but she didn't even know where Piper Niven was from she called Byron Saxton Brian yep and quite funny when she said Piper Niven said what country am I from and she went in Wales Florida yeah good uh, little bit of comedy very very good comedy Chelsea Green is great yeah they went on to have a match against Shayna Baszler and Zoe Stark that ended in a DQ yeah that was two in a row two in a row you want to tell me that Vince isn't back in creative bloody hell and it was Nia Jackson she just destroyed all four of them because this tag division is dead yeah <laughs> yeah it is yeah and I was enjoying it up until that point. Yeah, because I was enjoying uh, Shayna. Sorry, to cut you off. There. I was enjoying um, Shayna and Zoe doing their anything you can do, I can do better yeah. deal on Chelsea Green. Actually, that was the bit I was enjoying. Piper Niven, unfortunately, got in, and she was just as good as the other two. Yeah, but I was enjoying them just ragdolling Chelsea Green around and being like, "Oh, do you, think you could do this. Watch what I can do to her arm." Look, Chelsea Green is so good in this role. Like, yeah. Chelsea Green is very good uh, as the performer. That's why she kind of forced her way into this position. Her and Sonya were having a really good run together. It's so frustrating that Sony got taken by the, the curse of the crystals and Mercedes Monet put in those belts. And um, yeah, the Stark and Baszler stuff, like it was confusing face heel alignments. I'm like, okay, so internally I know that Baszler is probably a face in your eyes, but she doesn't really present as one. She's a heel. But like she was a face in the... in the, the No, she, she was not a heel in the... She was a heel in the Ronda feud. Is that just, I'm just thinking because we all were like, well, Ronda's gone. Yeah. She was saying true things, but she was... One hundo P A heel, right? And then and then Starks is a heel, but then the, so we've got four heels, whatever. Um, That's why Nia Jax had to come in and ruin everything. But I did enjoy them all. When Nia Jax arrives, I'm like, Chelsea and Nia Jax would have been an interesting pairing, like to have as tag team uh, champions. Yeah. When Chelsea was looking for a partner, not that I'm unhappy to see Piper never walk out with a belt on, but like, if you're looking for somebody to step into that role who kind of has that Karen whingy energy my Jax is there and you're bringing her back and if she's not going to go straight after Rhea Ripley although I suppose well, I, Rhea I wasn't on the she show is, isn't she? well this is it it's, this is the weird question that said that that was it I was like mm, that, that would have that been interesting but um, yeah the, the, the division's yeah. dead uh, we had the not Kathy Kelly interviewing uh, Jay the segment that we talked about earlier and then we got Chad Gable versus Bronson Reed this was set up a couple of segments earlier when Pierce was on the phone uh, basically being like 
Nia Jax is a problem, and you need to sort that problem out. And Gable walks up, and he wants another shot at Gunther for the IC title because he came within a gnat dick of winning last time. <laughs> I hate when you say that. And Bronson Reed walks up, and he, they, a match is made between the two of them. And I thought to myself, wow, that's a really smart bit of booking, isn't it? Because Chad Gable went up against the big man last week for the IC belt, and he came really close to, to winning that belt, but he just couldn't do it in the end because Gunther is just too much of an end-level boss. So I put him in the ring with another big man, and he could beat that big man. So like, no, look, I can do this. I can beat that big man. And then Bronson Reed just won. I knew you wouldn't like this. Ah, so ah, uh, no, that, uh, that's where you were wrong. Don't. But then why are you presenting it like that, you bait and switch? <laughs> What'd you call me? <laughs> <laughs> I um no, I I think my 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 guess from this is that we are going to be doing Gable versus Reed, uh, Gable versus Gunther again. We're just not going to do it at the next pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. We're not going to do it at Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. We might do it, um, you and I were saying earlier, you could do it as like a, a Christmas time, yeah. the Christmas Day episode, like an episode of Raw oh, happening on December 25th. It'll be a pre-taped show, but you could do Chad Gable wins the IC title in front of his family on Christmas. This kid's not crying anymore. And like... it'll be a, a fun Christmas time, or you could do it on the New Year's episode, yeah. and it's a fun cr- holiday season time. Mm. I was like, oh, you know, you hold on and you do it at WrestleMania because, like, you know, Sheamus had his. That's what they did with Sheamus. He had his match with uh, Gunther and Clash. Then they had some stuff on SmackDown. Then they kind of kept them apart. Then did the match again at WrestleMania. Mm. So you could just delay it for that long. So I don't think that this is, oh, it's a burial of Chad Gable. Oh, his push is over. Oh, Vince is back and he's not doing it. But I was watching this being like, man, Chad Gable is like the, the hottest baby face you had in the mid card. And he just got beat here. Well, this is... Okay, so this is where I'm going to come uh, come and push back on you. Please which is that I thought um, it was... I thought it was really effective. I thought it was such a simple thing if you give the crowd something to buy into. And the thing that they, uh, they gave them to buy into this match is that Chad Gable says, I can lift you. Can he actually lift him for a suplex? Right? So every time he was going for it, they had his hands around his waist. He's saying, I can do it. He, he'd already... He, in that backstage statement, he made it clear, I know I can do this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. He's Coach Gable. We've seen him do these amazing things. He's incredible. So when he's got his hands around his waist and he's trying to lift him and he can't quite, the audience are like, oh, oh, they're, they're like, they want to see it. They want to see it. We're getting that delayed sort of response. And we had it on Collision yesterday with, um, what's his face? Uh, Claudio mm-hmm. uh, Casanoli was not quite able to get Big Bill up for a fireman suplex. So he was absolutely battering him and weakening him, weakening him. So then he could get the momentum and then get him up and do it. It's really simple. It's really effective stuff. And I thought that is what we were being shown here. Chad Gable who has who has proven that he can beat Gunther, has proven that he can last five seconds with Gunther, all of these things. Um, and in this case, he's saying like, no, I I can win. Give me another shot. I want another shot. And Pierce says, you have to get to the back of the line. Sorry, like, you know, you had you had your chance and you didn't win. And, and it's not that I don't want it. I just can't put you in there. You have to win it kind of thing. So he's still on that kind of like, I've got a point to prove. I've got a chip on my shoulder. I made my daughter cry. This is rubbish. I'm in over my, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go it. And then he's secretly, there it is. He's in over his head. Um, and actually, no, he can't lift up Bronson Reed that easily that he thinks he can. Mm. And when he does, he uses his ingenuity to say, ah, here comes a senton. I'm going to get my knees up because he's clever. He's, he knows what he's doing, Alpha Academy. And he tweaks his knee. Oh no. Well, here I am. I, I, I can still push through that and I'm going to get Bronson Reed up for this big chaos theory German. And I've got him on his off his feet, except, oh no, my knee. 
I'm not as strong as I think I am. I'm hoisted on my own petard. My hubris has got in the way and I lose. I don't see it as a simple and then Bronson Reed won. No. I don't see it as a, it's nowhere, I know you're not suggesting this, but it's nowhere close to a burial. Absolutely it's not. The, I think anyone saying that does not, yeah. it, it, it's, that is an exaggeration. Completely. It's the beginning of his labors of Hercules. Exactly. To get back to Gunther. And it's, it's delaying the story. Yeah. And what we're, we're doing instead is setting up other people for Gunther to beat. We're mm. setting up Bronson Reed because Bronson Reed's going to have a match with Otis next week. That'll likely lead to a Bronson Reed Gunther match at some point down the line. Tommaso Ciampa is next in line yeah. for the IC belt. While at the same time we're building up Bronson Reed. So you can do Ciampa at the pay-per-view. You can do Reed. Reed, perhaps at Survivor Series. And then you could do, as we were saying earlier, Chad in December. Yeah. And all the while that's happening is just rebuilding Chad up. Mm-hmm. If this did feel like it took a lot of the wind out of uh, Chad's I didn't Chad's feel sales. that personally. But I, I can see why you might. I saw it. I saw it less like Bronson Reed beat Chad Gable and more Chad Gable lost. If that makes sense, I think yeah, there's I a think distinction that's, that's there. Fair. Uh, the only thing I, I'd push back on that is because it's Bronson and Otis next week. It was like no, Bron- Bronson Reed is okay. Beat Chad that's Gable fair. and next week he's going to beat Otis. Yeah, and that is going to put him in line for an IC title shot at some point soon. Mm. Yeah, I, I think the story they're telling is a good one. It's mm. one that people are going to have to give some patience to because yeah. on paper, you had your white hot baby face and he just gets beaten. Mm. And, you know, because we did this with the, the Cody and Dom thing earlier, it's just like, oh man, that felt like a real burial of Dominic. This did not feel like a burial, but if it's on the same show, people can connect those two together and, and, and see that on paper, it looks like it's a burial of Chad. But do you remember about this time last year, Alpha Academy were losing every week? Oh, they're losing. They're doing that this year. That's, like, that's yeah, and, year. and I think we were we were both at the time being like, they can take it, and losses like, losses don't affect them. And and it's you can tell a really and, fun and story with this. They were just mired in this t- sort of tag division, doing their thing, and then Chad got here. I think they can handle it. I think, I think this so. is fine. Oh yeah, yeah. And if, I think he likely will be the man to dethrone Gunther. I do too. Sorry, Shamo. Um, speaking of dethroning Gunther, Champer cut his promo backstage, uh, basically saying, I've done nothing since coming to the main roster. We'll have another promo like that in a couple of segments time. He almost said, do it yourself, but he didn't. But he did. Because <laughs> <laughs> that story isn't happening anymore. <laughs> yeah, I said, going straight for Gunther, I will enjoy the match of Fastlane, is what I wrote down. <laughs> Uh, we got a recap of Becky winning the NXT Championship uh, last Tuesday. Did someone call that on Monday last week? Well, you and I said it certainly could happen. And No, I said sure. I, I called it and then we had a conversation that we both agreed, but I was the one who brought it up. Oh, Can I have I've some got, flowers? Sorry, I've it, yeah. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to steal your thunder. <laughs> there, I thought we were both in agreement. Just though. once I was right. <laughs> I wanted <laughs> But you also said that she'll just stay on NXT, and I said, "Oh, she can't." Yeah, no, that was stupid. That was that, that was that was <laughs> my bad. Yeah. Um, then we had Kevin and Sammy chatting backstage uh, with Jay walking up, being like, "Look, Kevin, if you want to say something to me, send it to my face." So Kev just said it to his face. Yeah. <laughs> and then said, "I'm off." I loved it. Yeah, it was great. I loved it as well because it's this idea of like the it's it's all feeding in the story. It's all feeding the the possible you know what's Jay going to do thing because the bad guys are being really welcoming to Jay giving him a deadline but being really welcoming to him and the good guys are justified because of their resentments and they're being wary of you and in the case of KO they've got their hot-headed attitude I thought Jay might be turning I didn't know where it was going to go because of segments like this really really good so then we got Becky Lynch's open challenge for the NXT Women's Championship yes uh this was according to Fightful Select originally Tegan Knox. yes 
And then Tegan Knox was uh, swapped out and she was put on main events instead. Yes. Uh, because as my notes uh, right here, Natalia's music hit and I did a big groan. I didn't. But um, this was the wrong choice. Yes. Because Becky's whole promo was, this is, this is why this, this didn't work. Yes. Because yes, Becky's you, promo yeah. was, I want someone new to step up to the plate. And... I'm looking to build the future of this company because that is what NXT is. She didn't say this as many words, but like, look up and down this card. Everyone came through NXT. Ron Cerise's NXT. Chad Gable's NXT. Tommaso Ciampa's NXT. Gunther is, is, is NXT. Granted, a lot of them did their hard work elsewhere and then NXT took the credit for it. They don't count, only NXT. But in WWE's worldview... They created mm. these stars. Mm. They didn't, but they, they, in their argument, they, they can certainly make that they did. So Natalia comes out, and her promo is, I am not new. I was on TV eight weeks ago, and I have not been booked since. I should have this match now. And Becky then had to say, dude, I literally said I wanted someone new to step up, and you've been here for 15 years and have accomplished nothing. And Natalia was like, yeah, well, you're a ginger witch. And then they had a standard match and Becky won. And I thought, what was the point in this? Yeah, uh, you're, that's a really good assessment of why it didn't work, basically. Um, this was this thing of, I love Becky with the title. I love big time Beck. So it just, it's my big thing with her. She seems rejuvenated. She had that fantastic match on um, take. Have you, have, you, have you seen the match that she won the belt with on NXT? Yeah, it was great. It was great. Really, really good work from both women. Um, Tiffany Stratton, by the way, is... She's main roster ready. Oh, that's a star. That is a star. Um, Natty has a point, which we like, which is that you're talking about wanting to elevate all these younger women. I mean... You went to NXT and you buried the division. Sod, uh, yeah. yeah, Tiffany, Live Valkyria, Cora Jade, all of these women who, who are in the division that you've taken it from them. Yeah, you've taken it away and now it's on like... Raw. like if you, that was a good point. Well made. Um, hypocritical Ginger Witch was hilarious. Um, but I wrote, that feels a bit extreme. And I don't think I needed Natalia to be a heel in this situation. So I think I didn't know about Tegan Knox when I was watching the match. So when Natalia comes out, I was like, oh, this is their saying thank you for stepping up in the way that Natalia did in India. For those who were unaware, Becky Lynch couldn't make it to India because of an issue with their passport. Um, the, the issue being there was a slight tear on it, not that she you know, has done a crime. Um, so she couldn't go to India. They needed someone to step up and fill the gap. Natalia wrestled twice in one night. And she's always just sat by the phone, waiting for WWE to call them. She's a hard worker. She's, 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 she's the me. I do that. She, she is a reliable hand. You text me and say, are you free for this? And I'm like, yes, like it's that. <laughs> I, so I relate to Natalia. Maybe that's why I like her so much. Um, but yeah, she, so the, I, I read this as them giving her a thank you. But you are right. The way Becky came out and, and pitched it, I was expecting a Tegan Knox. Yeah. I was expecting uh, a Candice LeRae. An Indy Hartwell. An Indy a, Hartwell. A former NXT women's champion in her own right. She never lost it. Like, yeah. you know, so, and if that belt's going to be on Raw, why couldn't I have a go on it kind of thing? Like, um, I, I I think that is the intent. It sounds like what, what they wanted to do would have been a far more effective use of this, this segment. Um, the match itself was absolutely fine. Yeah, it just didn't work. It just didn't work. It didn't and, work. and I think there are two things that I want to say now about what could work. Because we, we've talked a lot about women's division wrestling over the past few months, both sides of the coin. Um, we had a conversation about them pushing the TBS title on Collision yesterday, and it did. Um, I think they did a really effective job on it on Collision yesterday. Um, Becky 
Lynch and Tiffany Stratton drew a 26% increase on the ratings for NXT. Over a million people tuned in for their match. Over a million people tuned in for their match. And I wanted, they went over time. I wanted to check whether or not it was because people were tuning in for what was following. What's following NXT tonight on Indie USA Network is the Expendables 3. So like, it's not like a big appointment television show or another sports match. People are going to get ready for the Expendables 4. Maybe, maybe. But fact of the matter is, people wanted to see this match stuff was going on oh it's on I'll watch that they tuned in it's a big match it's a big match and a 44 Becky Lynch is a draw yeah she's an actual star she is 44% increase on the key demographic um, the World Cup final last month was attended by 75,000 people in um, 2020 women's the Women's World Cup final specifically in 2021 the Women's European final that was held at Wembley drew a crowd of 87,000 people which is bigger than both the reported uh, attendance and the Freedom of Information attendance for all in like whichever one you want to go with it's still bigger than both barbie drew 1.4 billion dollars worldwide women's stuff draws there are people in the comments and there are people all over twitter there are people all over this community this wrestling community that say um oh, i'm just not interested in women's stuff people just aren't interested in women's stuff the women's stuff won't draw there's facts that prove that you're wrong i'm sorry you don't enjoy it it's a generalization to say that wrestling fans don't care about women's wrestling because facts will always prove that you're wrong there are people and, and i want to i want to be clear i'm not even just throwing this at wrestling fans brought it out to the wider world there are people who work in the movie industry in the distribution industry who didn't book enough screenings of Barbie because they didn't think it was going to be as popular as that it was. And then which it's is madness. Which is mean. mad when you think about it because women are a large portion of the population, plot twist. So people do want to see this stuff. It's about, if you book them, they will come. If you book Becky Lynch on NXT, the viewers will go and watch it. As you say, Becky's a draw. When I've spoken about how the division is a bit weak, the tag team division is dead, The the who's going to... This big graphic of who could take on Rhea Ripley next Well, they brought in Nia Jax, you know it's this thing of if you build them they will come if you give them the opportunities they will come having becky lynch have this title doing an open challenge she's gonna be at nxt tonight have a tegan knox face her. it makes that way when we see tegan knox have a, a moment on raw it means a little bit more when we see when we see them around backstage when they have matches that are there to feed to the next big uh, pay-per-view for rhea ripley then it means a little bit more that's my little soapbox piece about that the other thing that I had in my head while I was watching this is who takes this title off Becky Lynch at some point because she's not going to hold it forever and ever. It's a developmental belt for a reason. Uh, and I think you could do a lot worse than have Becky uh, do an open challenge for a few weeks and then at some point Jade Cargill makes a debut. Whether it be on Raw, whether it be on a pay-per-view, takes the belt, maybe even at No Mercy is coming up, NXT No Mercy. Present her as a star, give her that massive win and she can spend some time on the developmental roster. We uh, were working on this today. Uh, we're working on like a list video of like, you know, fantasy booking ideas you could have for Jay Cargill's WWE uh, debut. I suggest the breakout tournaments. Yeah. The breakout tournament's coming up soon. You can have Cargill win the breakout tournament and have her dethrone Becky. Mm. If you're not going to do Tiffany, and Tiffany makes sense. To, Tiffany, to regain the belt. Tiffany makes the most sense to regain the belt because... You know, it's the same with Dolph Ziggler winning the NXT Championship from Bron Breaker. The idea is Bron Breaker wins the belt back. You've beaten the big main Great roster example. star. It's, an, it's a good way to put over your NXT talent by beating a main roster star. Mm. So Tiffany Stratton, for me, is the one that makes the most sense. However, mm. if you wanted to get some headlines, Tiffany Stratton regaining the title, that's no headlines. Mm. That ain't a talking point. No one is, is really talking about that. It's good business, mm -hmm. but no one's really talking about that. Jade Cargill comes in and she wins that belt. 
That's something that people are talking big about. Big business. That's bigger business. Yeah. So I I would I would say Cargill is, is number one. Numero uno on my list yeah. to be the person to, to dethrone Becky, particularly if she's going to keep doing these open challenges. As it was for this episode of Raw, though, completely agree with everything you said, mm-hmm. by the way. Can I tell you a fun fact, actually, uh, about this? You know the song um, Bring Me to Life by Evanescence? Love it, banger. It is. So I, uh, for, for years, for the past 20 years, in fact, have thought that I don't like that song. Uh, I didn't like it when it came out. How? Was it was it? everywhere. Well, well, that's the problem. Right. It was everywhere. And I didn't particularly like it. And it, even though it was a number one song here. Yeah, it was. In, it was a banger. UK. And the reason I mean, people was like, well, why don't you like that song? I was like, man, the dude singing is awful. Isn't it? <laughs> Wake <laughs> me up. Save me. And then he does a, well, he swore then. He does a, he does a really bad rap. Can't believe I could see, kept in the dark, but you were there in front of me. It's laughably terrible. It is yeah. a bad, bad rap. Oh, I love it. He's not in the band. No, he's not. He is not. He's a featured artist. He is a featured artist. But every time that song was like on the radio or it was on TV, it was just Evanescence, bring me to life. Yeah. So I spent my, the last 20 years thinking he was just part of the band. No. Nope. He is not. Do you know why he is in that song? Why? Because the, le- the record label weren't going to release it unless he was on it. Because the record label said, you are a woman in a rock industry, in a male-dominated industry. No one is going to buy this record mm-hmm. unless there is a male voice on it. Yep. And despite the fact that Amy Lee and Evanescence fought against it, the record label said, we are not going to release this song unless this guy from 12 Stones ruins it. (laughs) (laughs) I argue, I argue it's perfect as it is. And so they released it and that is the version we got there. So yeah, it's just like, it's, it's this is a thing. It was more to your point of just like, it is not just a wrestling only. No, it's not at all. Uh, I, um, when I was interviewing people for my video game uh, book that I did many, many moons ago, I did a uh, chat about the Tomb Raider movie. Mm -hmm. And, this is this is one of my favorite like Hollywood stories. So Stephen D'Souza was working on a script for um uh, for Tomb Raider, and then Mystery Men was released in cinemas. Oh yeah, and Mystery Men bombed at, in the pictures, right? And Paramount cancelled all plans for a Tomb Raider movie. Mm. Why? Well, that's a comic book movie and it failed. This is the same thing. Plus, it's got a woman. It's already going to struggle. Yeah. We're not going to make this movie now. Because when they released Mystery Men, they thought, well, Batman was a big hit in 89. This is also a comic book movie. Mm. This will also be a big hit. Mm. Things don't get made because people have these preconceived notions. And when it's a vicious circle, it's a vicious circle. The only way you break it is by doing it and then getting the data to back it up. Yeah. I I once wrote an article for a a movie website uh, when they didn't announce Captain Marvel Mm -hmm. or Black Widow movie in like phase two and and phase three of phase two, rather, I should say, of, of the MCU. And people were like, oh, Marvel, uh, Marvel are sexist. And I said, they're not sexist. They're afraid of failure. Yeah. Because history has told the movie industry that female-led action movies don't draw numbers. Then they make them. And, and they, they do, and draw, they do numbers. draw numbers. But then, like, but then all it'll take is for one of them not to do one. They're like, well, told you. Which is this, and this, you. This, is my, this, is, this is my whole point to bring it back on theme with Hardcore Country was that it doesn't, the, the Hardcore Country thing was fine if there were seven women's matches on the show, but it was, there was only one. Do you know how many men's action movies fail? Oh, uh, yeah, exactly. Does it stop them making more action movies? No. No. 
it, it's AEW is a great example of backwards this. and in heels. It's, it's uh, you know, AEW is a great example of this because the argument is, well, they don't draw money, they don't draw the ratings. They're like, well, well there's loads of lads that don't do either, but yeah. that doesn't mean you stop doing lads matches. Yeah, 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 big time. Um, final <laughs> thing on Evanescence, just because I know we need to move on because we're, we're going to go over time, and I could talk about this forever. But um, that album, brilliant, by the way. Uh, I never listened to it. So uh, it's, it's obviously because of the the story, but it is a it's a brilliant album, um, and one of the songs on it is called "My Last Breath," and that is the theme for Christian Cage in Impact, which we now have in AW. It's an Evanescence song. It's not meant to be. It's yeah. a carbon copy thereof, and it's a banger. The only reason I'm bringing this up because I was on a, uh, I was on the POD cast last yeah. night, which is a new metal podcast. I was on their Patreon feed uh, reviewing the Daredevil soundtrack. Oh yeah, yeah, and uh, that was like the so big featured song. It was, and it was the, it was also the theme for No Way Out, 2003. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it was a it was a big song. Yeah, so which is a, a February thing. This was mm-hmm. a February release as well. So yeah, but, yeah, Daredevil Valentine's Day movie. Big big. <laughs> so, so it was a love movie. <laughs> romance. Yeah, it was a romance movie between Daredevil and Elektra. Um, so yeah, it's, it's why it's fresh in my mind. But yeah. that was the, it was only I was today years old or this yeah. week years old that I found out that it was Evanescence featuring, featuring. some dude. Yeah. So I'm now going to go listen to Fallen because I've been told it's very good. It's a good album. Anyway, uh, bad Wade commentary here. Um, where he said it's been a while since Natalia was in a ring with someone the caliber of Becky Lynch and I was like yeah it was eight weeks ago when she was in the ring with the world champion just, just said that just said that a second ago also way to bury everybody else <laughs> uh, anyway that's when Pierce backstage uh, chatted with Dragon Lee and they were talking about their North American Championship match happening on Raw next week Dominic comes in and says I was just lost to Cody Rhodes about two hours ago buddy <laughs> like wh- how long is it taking you to find Adam Pierce?" Uh, and the last thing we actually get to talk about here um, is Giovanni Vinci versus Tommaso Ciampa, which Ciampa won with a Sicilian stretch. Yeah, uh, it's a routine match. Stop, um, stop shouting at Vinci. Stop trying to break up Imperium. How many times are we going to see that specific shot of Vinci looking sad while he gets shouted at? And here I think, herein lies the problem I have with this idea of trying to break up Imperium. Mm. Number one, it's a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. Number two you just keep teasing it and don't follow up on any of it. Mm-hmm. So that just makes it bad storytelling. Yeah. Yeah. Completely agree. It's a bad idea and you're not telling it very well. Yeah. Uh, and then the very last thing is Seth Rollins struggled to walk backstage and stole Orange Cassidy's gimmick of being tired. While looking like me when I'm hungover. <laughs> honestly. Um, also, uh, Dominic Mysterio also said in his segment as well, I don't like guys with masks. They remind me of my dad. Save it for the therapist, babe. So that was this week's episode of Raw. Mm you make of it i am um, it's i i really liked it overall I did, would i say it was like a an outstanding episode of raw no but i think it was considerably better than mid we had a great match with kofi and kofi in there lots to talk about the seeds being sown of jay and drew through the show i thought were really effective when drew came out in his little white kill i had a big <gasps> moment i was like oh a bit of white gear something's going down um so yeah i i, I really liked it I, it's it's a thumbs up so thumbs up episode for me. This was a uh, a three out of five episode of, of Raw. Um, Fair. A, a lot of it just sort of feels like it's it's the same stale stuff that, that we've seen before. Yeah, um, I can see with, that. With, a, with a, a couple of little bits of salt and pepper throughout there to sort of season it ever so slightly. Mm. Um, but I very much enjoyed the Jey Uso stuff on this week's episode. Yeah. I really, really liked it. was very that. effective. Uh, so yeah, I, I, and I can't, uh, Kofi, if you haven't seen Raw, yeah, that's the match to go out of your way to watch. Seek it out. It's it's worth so, it. it was so, so great.
Thank you all so much for joining us. We're going to, uh, to go through the rest of your alpha chat shortly. And we've actually got no uh, Patreon shoutouts to do on this episode. No. We've done that. You've finished them off yesterday did, on the yeah. Collision Show by Thanks shouting out our wonderful months. moderating team. So do you know what? Let's just shout out the moderating team again. Go moderating team. In fact, actually, I'm going to read out all of the moderators' names yeah, one not? more time. Where are they? In the podcast shoutout section. Andy, Brandon, CJ, Gaz, Ian, James, Jay, John, Les, Rob, and Mod Mother Jenna. Mod Mother Jenna. Thank you all so much. Thank you. Good clapping, Ben. <laughs> to the audience. Um, also, uh, head on over to Patreon because you're about to record yep. Let's Talk After Dark. After Dark. After this. Mm. Going to get crunk. <laughs> Is that what you're going to do? No, I'll probably just sit nicely and have a coffee. I am not on this week's episode because my, uh, me and Laurie are off to draft to play some board games How with my, my old D&D crew because one of our crew got engaged. Ah, uh, lovely. A weeks back, so we're going to go and hang out with them. Pass on our congrats. Um, and we're going to drafts and then someone said like oh what games are we going to play and I said the game we're going to play is chat <laughs> you're going to talk to me because we don't catch up enough yeah and there's a way for us to catch up yeah I, I played a lot of Cheese Thief over the weekend oh, had a great game. time Cheese Blind great time Get into the rest of your alpha chats now. Please do continue getting them in. Ding, ding, ding. This is your last call for them. Restalk.com forward slash support. And Homestar fan says, do you think they could fix the Rock Cody dilemma by instead doing the Rock versus Roman at Survivor Series? The Rock debuted at Survivor Series, so it makes sense to have his final match there. That frees Roman up to face Cody at Mania. I actually mm. could see that happening because Mania is the much bigger thing. Actually, I mean, they've got Chicago for it. Haven't Chicago they? for Survivor Series. So it's a big stadium. Like, it's so not a stadium. It's, a, it's the Ulster Arena. Yeah, maybe that's it. So it's not as big. The Rock will want to do a much bigger That's why show. when I talk about you having Cody win the belt to take it off Roman, because it has to be Cody. I'm sorry, it just does. To take it off Roman ahead of Roman Rock at Mania, it's either Tampa Bay, where you have a big stadium of 60-odd thousand people, uh, so you have the stadium feel, make the Royal Rumble feel like something worth tuning in for, not just the Royal Rumble matches, but also this. Or Chicago, crowd very dear to, to Cody's heart. It's where he showed off his big torn peck. They gave him a rapturous ovation the most recent time he was there. All, All in. in. It's a massively uh, important crowd, so you could have that home field advantage. Remember when CM Punk won the belt in Chicago? You'd have that, but Cody Rhodes. I've never seen it. Um, I know I, I agree with you. I also agree with Homer Star fans' point there, though, because like you know, The Rock when he did his last return wanted to do something at Survivor Series because Survivor Series is quite near and dear to mm. his heart. Twenty six years now, I think and it is. the choice he made was to have a bad match. Yes, the business truth. Her business, <laughs> although I've got no opinion on the business. Her business too says honestly, <laughs> Seth Rollins <laughs> has been an absolute fun vacuum as a champion, which is surprising. This Macho Man two act is meh. Both Shinsuke and Bala have been more interesting as challengers. He's not even closing shows. I just don't know, because he's really good. And this this character well, worked for me before the belt. You say that, though, but, like, you know, he closed out the last pay-per-view and he didn't do enough to close out that last pay-per-view. Yeah. Like, the tag guys did more. Yeah. I Seth Rollins has gone from being one of the best wrestlers in WWE, if not the best wrestler in WWE, to not even in the top 10 i think he'd actually might fall under the top 15 at this point um can you can correct me if i'm wrong but i think the last time he had a heel championship run was 2015 yeah, when he first won it about, yeah and it was an effective run he did it he yeah. kind of carried the company tell that to his knees well there you go why can't he be a heel champion he, they seem to turn in babyface to win the belt and it keeps not working yeah well i, I just think seth sucks as a babyface i think so too because i think they try and make him bland i think he has a much better time 
He's a, which, is he's a, which is weird given now how he's dressing at the moment. That's uh, not heel. No, I he said he makes him bland as a baby face. Oh, I see. I see. I was going to say it's lovely dress. Lovely dress wear. Mike the jeweler with a huge donation here. Thank you very much to say. Look in my eyes. What do you see? CM Punk back to the E. It's lovely. Thank you for sharing that with us. Good day, lads. Hello to the professor. Hi, Luke. D-A-D. Chad needs to win the IC belt right now. Gunther broke the record, so it's time. Let's freaking go. Or you just keep going. Keep going. And you build it up and you build it. Excuse me, you build up so that actual title win. Because otherwise, it's just... You know, that's what happened with Bianca when yeah. she won, she broke the record then immediately just lost the belt. And, but, and but, what's happened since? Yeah. So actually, it's better for Gunther to just keep the belt going. Yeah. And just, yeah, stay champion post-Rumble. Yep. Keep the belts on Mania. Caleb has been a member for 23 months in a row who says nothing to do with Raw, but while working at GameStop, I met a fellow wrestling fan and became stoked for Grand Slam and Wrestle Dream. Uh, love you, mainly Ollie. Hashtag day one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, I hope you enjoy Grand Slam and Wrestle Dream. I'm very much good build. Yeah, I've been praising AW's build loop. You weren't here for it. I'm looking forward to Grand Slam quite a lot, yeah, in fact. It's going to be great. Charles Berg has been a member for 28 months in a row. says, I've been busy taking a break from the wrestling. Hope you're all doing well. I am doing incredibly well. I'll be back eventually. Love you all. And we love you, Charles Berg. Thanks very much for checking in. Bye. Always good to have a little rest now and again. Um, oh, wow. There's actually three polls to go through. Uh, Evan Reich says yesterday was my birthday I work full time and go to school on Monday so I decided to take the day off as a gift to myself I hardly get to watch you guys live so I wanted to share some uh, share some things so I wanted to share some good vibes jam that jam boys well, thank you very much Evan that's very kind of good you. vibes gratefully received and passed along thank you very much Just Donnie has been a member for 24 months in a row says morning lads Dan I've been enjoying your list a lot and Luke I'm seeing scene queen in November samesies are you? Seeing you in October. How exciting. Uh, Whereabouts? Uh, and London. Uh, <laughs> you know the venue? I can't remember. Hold on. Come on. Can't remember which one it is. Um, thank you very much for the list, love, by the way. Really appreciate Seeing it. Working hard on those. Um, it's You don't realise until you start doing lists, it re- sort of requires you to watch a lot of things and then you think about them more than you've ever thought about them in your life before. You don't just like just know this stuff? Some, some of it I do, but some, some, I haven't watched like No Mercy 1999 in a long time. Uh, it is oh the O2 Islington oh it's a great venue yeah yeah great venue Uh, I'm very very excited for it Um, I've got a babysitter and everything because my my wife and I are going date night to scene queen we're going on a date night to see scene queen is this doing pussy popping and and and, uh, howling a little twerkle pit (laughs) sure no no further questions do you want to get involved in the twerkle pit no I don't need it (laughs) I'm too old too old I'll I'll be the oldest person there because I, <laughs> you absolutely will because I'm, I'm nearly forty. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we have some poll results. Everyone was Rachel and Joey actually good? No, one with sixty six percent of the vote. There you go. Told you. Are the minions actually good? No, one with sixty percent. It's closer. Is Bring Me to Life by Evanescence actually good? 82% voted one. yes. Talking about. There's a little joke I remember that was going around. You know those things where it's like replace one word in a song with another word and change it entirely? Have you heard of those? Like change change the name of a film by changing one word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Gatehouse mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, in this case, it was change the word me in Bring Me to Life with Greg. 
because then you get wake Greg up, wake <laughs> Greg up inside. I can't wake up. Save Greg. It's very funny. That guy is so rubbish. <laughs> Genuinely terrible. Like, not only is he bad in that song. Don't let me die here. He's got. There must be something more. <laughs> he's got the worst song on the album, as, on the Daredevil soundtrack as well. His, his, his crap band, who have to be industry plants. Like, <laughs> I've, got no other, I've got no other explanation for 12 stones outside of they are industry plants. Mm, there you go. Absolute crap. Um, <laughs> and David Evans here says, hi, both. On going in Raw yesterday, Steve said that he and Larson are the only wrestling podcasters who would actually hear talk about the alien bodies that are presented to Mexican authorities, and he called out WrestleTalk specifically. <laughs> <laughs> Steve then did add that he wanted to hear your thoughts on the subject. So, what are your thoughts on the alien bodies that were presented to the Mexican authorities? Also, I'm glad that Tegan was pulled from her match with Becky. But I guess that bit is by the by yeah, um, <laughs> with everything else. I also am, am, am sad for Teague and I hope she gets another shot next week. Um, my thoughts on the Mexican aliens that were presented to the Mexicans was it, it basically feels like someone accidentally stumbled in on the room or all the plaster casts of E.T. Were, were sort of left to one side and they were like, these look real, don't they? I, I, I gotta be honest with you guys. I uh, I don't know what you're, talk you're talking about. Oh, did you not see this? No. So we, there was all this conversation that was like Freedom of Information Act. They basically said, oh, aliens are real or something like that. <laughs> that, was, that was months ago. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so then these people came out on, and I, I've only seen the pictures of this. I haven't read the stories, so I, don't, I can't even speak specifically. But these people came out in front of a Mexican Twelve stones to the Nexus theme. Get out. No, they didn't. <laughs> that's broken his entire, that's shaking oh, yeah. your foundation. Because that's, that's actually quite a good song. Yeah. Sorry, Dan, I mean to cut you off there. I was just I, right. I, I actually I nearly jumped out of my chair. Yeah, no, you, like your whole world has changed. Um they they so they searched Mexican aliens and they basically presented them in front of the I think I'm gonna get really weird things if I Oh, I, you probably end up well you will end up on I, I, some I, form of Republican I, mailing I, list. And I, I, I don't want that. No, so. okay, so search uh uh aliens uh Mexican Mexico. Mexican authorities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But basically, they were presented to a court, and it was oh, like fact check. Aliens not confirmed. Yeah, okay. but like, look at the images. Image search. Okay. That's just Reuters aren't going to give you images. Oh, okay. Image search. Images. Yeah, yeah. They look yeah. like ET. Yeah. They don't look real. They don't look real at all. Yeah. They were like, these are aliens, and I, I looked at it and went, all right. And then people started taking it really seriously, so I started questioning whether or not I knew what was going on. But um, you know, there you go. Maybe there are there probably are aliens. NASA remarks on one thousand year old bodies displayed in Mexico. And what, did, what does NASA have to say about this? See, we the thing is, I mean, they made up the moon landing. People what don't. Talk about. <laughs> people don't. I don't believe that. By the way. People don't <laughs> come the, to the, us. The Shining was Stanley Kubrick's admissions uh, <laughs> that he that he faked the moon landing. They, was it? Is that a thing? They oh, think yeah, the Shining yeah. is his confession. Yeah. Oh, his shining is the shining is one hundred percent his confession that he faked the moon landing for NASA. I used to live with someone who thought that the moon landing was fake because Buzz Aldrin had confirmed that it was not real, <laughs> and it was an Onion article. <laughs> I swear to God, um, people don't come to the show to hear us talk about aliens. They come to the show to hear us talk about Joey and Rachel, Evanescence, and the Minions. That's that's what we provide. Every podcast provides its own little flavor. Even even in our house, there's the grown up conversation on the Dynamite show, and then there's us. <laughs> like that's what there's the SmackDown one with all of Sat's excitement, and we have these. Everyone has different flavor, you know. So Stephen Larson, uh, if you are watching, and I know you are, um, <laughs> uh, I, I don't think they're real, mate. Um, so sorry about that. 
uh, I, I will believe it when uh, an alien comes and knocks on the door and says, "Would you like to come to Scene Queen?" Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, who's older than me? <laughs> and I can go, like, "Cool." Now I'm not the oldest person there. There you go. There you go. Seven thousand year old alien at Scene Queen confirmed. That's going to do it for the Raw podcast. <laughs> Any more controversial week? things you want to say? Um, Pack them in, check, the, check the, the poll results. Did you see that video that was doing the rounds on uh, on Twitter yesterday of someone who had a YouTube video that was talking about um, Shelley Duvall seeing the, the blood pouring out of the, the lift in The Shining? Oh, and they you, said they should have CGI'd her in. Yeah, they should have CGI'd her in because that way you would know if it was real or not. Absolutely. And, then, and it ends with, and this is one of the reasons why Ready Player One got it right. <laughs> I have to believe that that's a parody. That's what I said. Yeah. I, I thought that has to be a yeah, joke. I'm almost that certain it is. final line at the end has to prove that that is a gag. Yeah, it's almost certainly a joke. Yeah. But even so, there are people out there who do think those things and that's why that we that's why culture's dead society is over everybody it's a shame that we've got a poll running at the moment we could have, could have done you know was the uh, the moon landing fake um <laughs> you must be stopped <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna end the poll that we do have uh now though um mid won out the poll this week what do you think i can't of believe that thumbs in the middle 55 percent but okay 35 going up it's actually not you know that's still pointing upwards do you remember when people say that i'm like the miserable one no, not they on do. these shows. They do sometimes. Do they? Well, the AEW ones hate me more, but like, yeah, you know, sometimes say. people think I'm negative Nancy. Nitpicker. They call no. me King Nitpick, which is quite nice. <laughs> That's going to do it for this episode of the uh, the Monday Night Raw WrestleTalk podcast. Please do press the subscribe button if you've somehow made it this far. Give us a little thumbs up as well and leave your comment down below with what you thought of the show. Thank you all so much for our wonderful live chat today. Uh, and we will see you again on Thursday. With Ollie away, myself and Tempest are going to be the new Dynamite team for the next week Ooh, or so. How exciting. So he is quite excited. I bet he is. Because he quite likes watching Dynamite. Yeah. So uh, that'll be on Thursday this week. And then on Saturday, it will be the SmackDown podcast. Kind of in a bit of a normal pattern at the moment until, Basic. until Fastlane happens. Yes. And well, uh, Wrestle Dream. All in one week. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah there is that. Thank you all so much for watching. I've been Luke Owen, D-A-D. That has been your Jam That Champion, the truth, the Professor Dan Layton. Jam That Jam. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.